Welcome to Arise Life, a community of believers being equipped, empowered, and released into their destiny. For more information, go to ariselife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Who here, over the last couple weeks, we've been going after this issue of forgiveness? And who here has God's been digging in your junk? You know, it's amazing. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, right? Anybody know what I'm talking about? You're like, I have no issues at all. I just love everybody. Right? You know? And you're like, I don't know where that rage came from. I don't know where that judgment came from, right? Well, it's all justified, right? So that makes it okay. And we've been learning together, no, that ends up leaving us enslaved. And and oftentimes we're unable to give forgiveness because we ourselves haven't received forgiveness. But this leads us into an area today that, quite frankly, I don't think I've been nervous about a message in a while. And what makes me nervous about it is if I am ahead of you in this, it's by about four inches. But this is, I have been living in repentance in this, but I'm believing this is my public repentance, but that we would all walk in repentance in this area. Because I would submit it is the area that we get it wrong the most. Um, just join me in this. Just if you would. Jesus, I open my heart to you. Give me ears to hear and the courage to respond. To your voice. In your name. Amen. You know, we talked, uh, we mentioned last week, and I'm just going to be running through a whole series of scriptures in this process. You don't have to go. If you want to go somewhere, you can go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. But I'm going to take us through some, some territory because I would submit that we need our hearts to be transformed. And this area, we all have some baggage you know, I'm, I'm, there's that verse where we talk about where Jesus is sitting with the Pharisee and the woman comes in and she's weeping over his feet. And the guy's like, if he knew what a sinner she was, he wouldn't be so excited. What kind of a prophet is he? And Jesus turns to him and in John chapter 8 says, what? He said, those who've been forgiven much, love much. And who here has read that as, whoo, man, I guess I need to go out and get busy. Is that what it means? No. No. No, it is only those of us who recognize the fundamental depravity, the brokenness of our sinfulness can actually get set free and receive the forgiveness of God and be set free. And if we, to the degree to which we understand that, we will adore him. Our worship comes out of that place. Listen, if you don't know that Jesus hung and died on a cross because he so desperately loves you and wants relationship with you, that he bridged the gap, that he brought our forgiveness. If you don't know that, our worship will be words and nothing more. 
Our worship is that, is that he is truly God and he loves us and he went to the ends of the earth and he loves us. And so the crazy thing is, as having been forgiven, what does he say we get to do? As soon as he says over in John uh, chapter 13, he says to his disciples, he breathes on them, says, receive the Holy Spirit. What are you going to do with the Holy Spirit? Disciples, if you forgive anyone their sins, their sins are forgiven. You and I get to be the ones who go out and speak that word of life over people and say, you've been forgiven. Step into his forgiveness. Come, join in this place. You know, and, and Jesus says, um, by this they'll know you're my disciples, right? That you love one another. But what greater love has no man than this? Then he lays down his life for his friends. And we say, we say, Jesus, we love you. And Jesus said, if you love me, obey my commands. What is the great command of Christ? As he was leaving this earth, he said, oh, by the way, (laughs) I totally forgot to tell you the whole reason why I came. Why did I come? Matthew 28. What does he tell us? He says some good things. Matthew 28 says this. He says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. So therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded of you, and surely I am with you always to the end of the age. Okay, hold that thought for a second. Okay. I've said this before. None of us comes to God because we're like, Jesus, I just feel like you need me on your team. I'm here for you. I feel like I add something. I really do, right? You didn't go to an interview and just make a pitch for how you were going to help Jesus out. We all came to him in what? Desperate need, right? We had a need. Now, let me ask you this. What's the American dream? What are the, what are the hallmarks of the American dream? What, what do you get if you win at life in the American dream? Stuff? Okay, well, you guys are, have been studying. Uh, independence. Uh, let's see, independence, I heard wealth, what else? 2.5 kids, Uh, they just get delivered, I think, 2.5 kids, you get a ready-made family, like a safe group of people that you can dominate and control to make safe, got it, Uh, respect, okay, I heard something in the back, picket fence, yep, yep, picket fence, come on, Status, come on. What else? Happiness, Happiness. absolutely. Pursue, yes, you get to pursue your happiness however you want. What else? Freedom. Freedom. What does freedom mean? Struggle free life, yeah. Struggle free. I'm going to say freedom means you don't get to tell me what to do, you don't impinge on my freedom. Okay, what else? Fame. 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 Uh Uh-huh. I'm going to live forever. Okay, what else? Conflict-free relationships. Oh, wow. Living in a fantasy. (laughs) Hey, we can dream, right? We can dream. It's the American dream. Not delusion. No, not at all. What else? Uh, 
A school that teaches you something. Good school, school. Okay, you guys actually haven't said my favorite one. Safety and security. True? Yeah. Yeah. Insurance, right? Right? I'm so glad that he has made full provision for all of this in my life. Did you, did you get this plan? Was this the plan you got? Because I signed up for the Jesus 2.0 program, and these were included. Some of you are getting uncomfortable. I love it. The disciples were curious because they signed up for the Jesus 1.0 program. They were worried that their tokens wouldn't transfer to the 2.0 program. Do you guys remember that moment? When Jesus said to the, he said to the rich young ruler, if you want to follow me, you got to give up everything you got and give it to the poor. So you can't get it back. That's why you have to give it away. Anybody's like, I'll put it in a trust. And like Jesus like, no, give it away. And then what does he say? Follow me. And the disciples go, oh my gosh, if he's not getting in, who? Oh my gosh, what about us? We've, we've given up our houses and stuff. We were hoping to get something. He goes, don't worry, you'll get them back. Do you know what kind of houses they got later on in life? Guest bedrooms in other people's houses. Peter, where was he living with? He was living with a widow woman. Where, where was Paul? In Lydia's house. Okay, that was not the program I signed up for. You promised me the American dream, Jesus. I love this line. Um, many of you guys remember Robbie Dawkins was with us a few years ago. It was so perfect. It was right in the middle of COVID. And, uh, and he said his wife prayed this thing. One day he was headed out the door to the Middle East to risk martyrdom. And he was praying over his kids. He's like, Lord, keep them safe. And his wife said, no, don't you pray something like that. Pray to make them dangerous. One of the things God has been convincing me that in our pursuit of these things are most of our problems. Jesus said, seek first what? And all these things will be added to you. Anybody found they're not added at the time you expect in the way you want? Anybody tried to help Jesus out? I know this is what you want to do for me anyway, so I'm going to help you. No, 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 no. In attempting, this is my confession. Most of my failures in life are because I've attempted to be safe. I've attempted to stay safe. I've attempted to protect myself. I've attempted to keep it. And let me tell you, do you know what that leaves you in? A place that is frozen. It is small. It is, it is fearful. Why? Safety by nature is fearful, right? I have to look for every threat. I have to look for every problem. I'm always on guard. But Jesus said he who attempts to save his life will lose it. Guaranteed. I have proven that to be a fact. But he who will lay it down for my sake will gain it, right? We'll find it. I would submit with no intentionality, we and we have dumbed the gospel down to a get-rich-quick scheme. A solve all your issues, solve your problems. In fact, that's the way we promote it to people. Come to Jesus. Blah, 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 blah. Sounds like multi-level marketing. 
No, no. Jesus says, come unto me and what? Die. Well, where's the PR in that? You can see him like going to a, you know, Fifth Avenue ad agency. Okay, I'm, let me, it's going to be great. There's a really great benefits program. All you got to do is die. What? What kind of crazy person? Oh, yeah, yeah. But if you die, you get everything. Okay. When? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you die to being able to figure out when you get it and how you get it. Who here, you were praying in the middle of a conflict with somebody, and you're like, Jesus, just make it stop. And Jesus said, lean in. Who here, you're like, I just need some friends. And Jesus said, why don't you call somebody up? I can't do that. But it's bigger than that. If I say that I love him, then I love what he loves. And he has shown me by in the scripture what he loves. Let me pull out uh, 2 Corinthians. Well, let me, no, let's keep going. Let's go further. Let's go to John, 1 John chapter 4. There's so much good stuff in here. You should, really should read it. Verse 7, dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God, and everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. If we're going to look like him, then we need to let it flow through us. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. So in other words, you know, we're sitting there going, I love you, Lord. And he's going, really? If you love me, what are you going to do? This is how God love showed his love among us. This is what love looks like. He sent his one and only son into the world that he might live through him. This is love. Don't get it twisted. Love is not sing kumbaya. Love is not make you make me feel good. Love is not cuddly. Love is brave. Love is brave. Love is brave. Perfect, that's why perfect love does what? Cast out all fear. It is bravery incarnate. You ever seen a mother run into a fire? Love does that. This is love, not that we loved God. No, 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 it's not about us. It's not from us. We can't work it up. But rather that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. So there, dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another and send each other Valentine's cards. What kind of, what is, what does love look like? Laying down your life for another. Uh, But I can't control the outcome. I can't control what that looks like. No one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us goes on to say, if you say you love your God but hate your, your, your brother, you don't understand what love is. Because if I love God, I will love what he loves. And does God love my brother? Will I, then God says, go love your brother in this way. What are you going to do? You're going to love it in that way. So what does it look like? What, is, what does it look like? Flip over to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And this is where I'm going to get in all of our junk. You thought I was. This is where it gets really sticky. So gird yourself. 
Start with uh, verse, uh, verse 14. For Christ's love compels us. Compels us to do what? Verse 11 tells us to persuade others of Christ's all-surpassing beauty. Oh, for Christ's love compels us, draws us. It's his love that compels us. Because we are convinced that one died for all, Christ. And therefore all have died. That we don't have to, that he has set us free from the bondage of sin and death over in Romans chapter 5 and 6. We have died with Christ and we are raised with him to a new type of life. And he died for all. And that those who live should no longer live for themselves. What does love do? Doesn't live for itself, does it? Lays itself down. Live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. If we say we love him and yet do not love, we are liars. So what does love look like? So from now on, we no longer regard anyone from a worldly point of view. That's what I mean is I don't look at you and judge the package. I don't even look at your behavior and judge the package. What does it mean? God told Samuel this, man looks where? On the outside, but God looks where? On the heart. Okay. Therefore, we, though we once regarded even Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. He has become a brand new creation. That's what's waiting on the inside of every person. That's what we speak to. We don't speak to the outside that may be a mocker, that may be a person who's bleh. There may be a person, maybe a, a spouse who's believing lies about themselves. I speak to who God says they are, not who they show themselves to be. Therefore, if anyone's in new creation has come, the old is gone, the new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself. What was that reconciliation? Forgiveness of sin. This is why forgiveness of sin is so important. Forgiveness of sin. Reconciled us to him through himself, through Christ. See, he reconciled us to him, not God to that us. God, we were reconciled to him because Paul says in Colossians, we are enemies of God in our own minds. It wasn't a problem on God's side. It was a problem on our side. God was never our enemy. All this, and, and therefore, he's given us what? This ministry of what? Reconciliation. Who did he give it to? Who's us? Uses and uses. That's all of us, right? Individually. Individually. Every single one of us has been called to a ministry of reconciliation. Well, what does that look like? I'd love to know. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And then he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. That God's not mad at you. That God's made every provision for your sin. That God has said, come to set you free from the power of sin and death. Step out of darkness into his marvelous light. It's here now. He loves you. I, it's a message of love. And we are therefore, who's the, who is? Who's the we? Us, the church, me. I don't know about you, but I've used us many times as a get out of jail free card. Right? Us. And I like slide up. I got a buddy. Love this guy to death. He has no problem talking to people about Jesus. So you know what I do? I just kind of tag along in the background, try to get like little, like, you know, like I'm going to get something by, you know, osmosis. I don't know. Right? No, 
We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. What is an ambassador? They are a person who comes from another kingdom to display that kingdom. We are ambassadors of the kingdom of light in the kingdom of heaven in this earth to reveal what heaven looks like. That's why we pray his will be done where? On earth. How? As in heaven. We, and would God ask us to pray a prayer that he doesn't want to fulfill? No. That is a prayer he will hit every single time. Prayer, right? We are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Because God made him who had no sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. What's happening? He said, Jesus, what did Jesus think was the most important thing of all? To get his people back. That's his number one priority, right? If I say I love God, then his number one priority needs to be my number one priority. This is where my repentance begins. Because I've made many other things more important. Can I be real? I'm just being real. But if I say I love Masha, then what is important to her becomes important to me. Now, I want to submit that for many of us, this gets us in a scary spot. Okay, who here has said, I don't have the gift of evangelism? Can I tell you, I've never met a person who didn't say that. So I don't know who gets it. There is a couple people, but they don't play well with churches. They generally, <laughs> no, but do you want to know? Do you know there's two main lists of the gifts? Romans chapter 12 and 1 Corinthians 12. In which one of those lists is evangelism? So it's not a gift. Oh, well, what about over in Ephesians? Ephesians talks about the gifts he gives the church. He says evangelists. You know what evangelists are? They're there to do what? To equip the saints for what? The work of service. In other words, evangelists aren't supposed to be going out and sharing. They're supposed to be empowering us to share. To be ambassadors of reconciliation. This is where it gets uncomfortable. Because I, uh, okay, what are some reasons why we don't, I mean, other people don't share the gospel with other people? Oh, wow, you guys are on it. Okay, fear, uh, fear of rejection, uh, don't know what to say, don't know, what do you mean by judgment? Judgment. I agree. I agree with it. I agree with it. I can take it 43 ways because I'm kind of that kind of go-getter. Oh, judging. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah. I allow judgment to keep me from loving. Yeah. What's that? Too busy. Don't know any people. Don't know any I stay in my bubble. Okay. I'm sorry. What? Oh, Conflict offend. I missed one. There was one back there. Busy. Persecution. Persecution. Oh, come on. Blink twice if you know what I'm talking about. You don't really believe it works at the end of the day, or at least not good enough for those kind of hellions. 
Yeah, yeah. Confidence in the gospel. What's the assumption? What was that? Oh, yeah. Have you, ever, I, have you ever looked at somebody and you're like, they don't have any problems? Anybody found somebody who has no problems? That's called delusion. <laughs> right? No. Every single one. Okay. So let, we'll just stop there because I don't want to lose you. Um, but what I want to say is the reason why he stops in verse 21 when he says, he says in verse 21, beautiful, wonderful things. He says that we have become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. How did we become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? By our effort? No. It's not our ability. It's not how good we is that qualifies us to share God's love. But I'm going to tell you something I've discovered for myself. Do you want to know? I am fairly, when, okay, let me, let's flip it around. You guys remember David. David was a pretty cool dude, man after God's own heart except for one minor moment. You guys know where I'm going, right? It said, David, at the time when, men, when kings go out to war, did what? Stayed home and played hooky. And that's when he got in trouble with Bathsheba. I would submit that much of the reasons why we have things that disqualify us in our understanding, our belief, our trust in the gospel is because we are not being obedient to walk and go where he says. Because if we will let, see, here's the deal. Anybody here found it's hard to experience the love of God? A little bit? Oh, let me just say, none of us has experienced the love of God. Why? How do I know that? You're not melted to the floor. If you would experience the love of God, we wouldn't need a spatula to get you off the floor. The love of God is fierce. It is mighty. It goes to the ends of the earth. It says you are worth dying for. You are worth shedding my blood. You're worth going through any amount of torment just to get you. I love you. Guys, we've only experienced the Hallmark version of Jesus. His love is so mighty. But let me tell you this. You and I cannot contain that love. The love comes in for a brief second. We go, tingles. And then it dissipates. And you're like, where was it? I'm getting foil. I'm trying to connect with it. You know why? Do you want to know how you keep water in a pump? Let the water flow through it. If you want to experience the love of God, let the love of God flow through you. Let it, God, give me your heart of love for these people. I want to know your love. And when you see his love for others, you become confident of his love for you. Because you experience his love flowing through you constantly. Oh, guys, I have so often played it safe. When we play safe, we turn off that flow. And the love of God rises up. I'm going to get saved. No, I'm serious, guys. I'm not just... Guys, you don't understand. I was raised not to, you know, be, play, be polite. Don't violate people's personal space. You know, they probably don't need Jesus. You know, it will lead to conflict. You know what? If you love somebody, it might lead to some conflict. But time and time again, the world is so hungry. So hungry for love. So hungry for love. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. You guys remember after, in an addendum to that, over in Acts chapter 1, Jesus is sending out the guys and the guys like, we're ready to go, we're ready to go, we can do this. And what does Jesus tell them? Wait. 
Now remember, they had gone out before doing what? Healing the sick, raising the dead, casting out demons. That's a pretty good Monday, right? Yeah? And doing what? Preaching that the kingdom of God is at hand. Now he wants them to bring the heaven to earth, the kingdom of heaven to earth. He said, okay, guys, you, even with that, they remember there was one time they were like, we can't cast out this demon. He said, well, this one takes actual prayer, a.k.a. actually talking to God versus doing some magical something. He said, you got to actually be talking with God. So anyway, he says, if you want, you can't, you're not ready to do what I told you to do. So what, what's the one thing they lack? He said, go to Jerusalem and wait for what? The baptism of fire, the fiery love of God that will consume every lesser thing, the fire of God that will take a man who two days ago, Peter's like, remember Peter? Peter's like, I don't even know that man. I don't even know that man. And the next thing you know, he's standing out there going, boy, I know I sound like an idiot, but Jesus is Lord out there and 3,000 people get saved. He's not, he doesn't have education. He doesn't have ability to speak. He doesn't have a good testimony. His testimony was, I was, I was with God and I blew it all. But Jesus loved me. And that was enough, empowered by the Holy Spirit to say, here I am, send me. We felt called to plant this church 15-some years ago, there were three words God put in our hearts. Maybe you guys have seen them. If we could pull those up. Equip, empower, and release. But unfortunately, we haven't done a good job of explaining that. Because we've had many people go, thank you for equipping and empowering. I shall now release myself (laughs) under my own recognizance. Right? ah, The Lord has called me to do great and mighty deeds for my own benefit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But literally, he gave us one thing to do. Everything else is under this. This is what I'm, submi- I'm submitting to you as a repentance. I have made many other things important, and this is an add-on. If this were an add-on, Jesus would have took- taken me home the minute I gave my life to him. Literally, the only reason you and I are here is that he doesn't desire that any should perish. Equipped, empowered, and released for What? For the sake of the coming harvest, to make disciples. But you know what? We screwed up because it's not the coming harvest. The harvest is right now. The harvest is right now. The fields are white as unto harvest. And to make disciples. Now, here's the problem. This is the reason why I said oftentimes evangelists, they get them saved and they like throw some flopping fish and run off. He didn't say get them saved, did he? He said disciple them. Bring them in, minister to them, welcome them into life, minister to them, give them the gospel and send them back out into the fields to reach. Not play it safe. Oh, oh, there, there, dear brother. No, but laying down our lives for the sake of the call. We have made the gospel so many lesser things than this one thing. All the other things are subsets within that. If we truly love him, then the offering he he desires is our life and the life of the world that he paid for. Now, but many of us, we say, I don't, I don't, I, 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 like, you know, who, who here in the, who in the Bible said, I can't talk, right? 
Like all of them, right? They're all them. Like, it, Jesus said, don't worry. He said, when you stand before governors, you mean them smart people? Yes. I will give you the words to say. The Holy Spirit will empower you. Okay. Will, will, oh, oh. Let me say this. You know why most conflict occurs in witnessing is because we're trying to beat them into submission. We're trying to prove a point. Do you know what? Love triumphs all. Love triumphs all. What I realize is most of the time when I'm trying to share the faith, I'm doing it out of a place of fear, not out of love. I'm doing it to win, to show I'm superior. I'm doing it, no, no, no. Christ's love compels me. Um. From that scripture from the Corinthians, where it says, we have become the new creation, right? And what else has he made us? What is the other one? We're new creation. New creation. And what, what is the other adjective that describes us? That he said, who are we? What other role? You can look at it. You could look it up. Yeah. We righteousness, are the righteousness of God. God. What else? No longer slaves. No longer slaves but it's in, we, the in this passage. In this passage, right <laughs> next to it, he says he has made you ambassadors. Ambassadors, yay! <laughs> Come on. So we are new creation and ambassadors of the kingdom. I want to submit to you. Those are two portions, two sides of one coin. Can you just think about it for a second? What if it's one thing? That you are a new creation and you are an ambassador. You are an ambassador and therefore you are a creation. You are a new creation and therefore you are an ambassador. I have a question for you. Who does an ambassador work for? The king, the government, right? The king. He doesn't decide what he does. Who here, you've held back a portion for you to run? You know what I'm talking about? No. Let me tell you, this new life is either all or not at all. Anybody found that to be true? Either he is Lord of all or Lord not at all. Either I am doing his will or I am doing my will. You know, I've, I've heard it said that in heaven, everyone will say, thy will, your will, O God, be done. And in hell, all will say, my will be done. So put your hand on your heart and speak over yourself. Just say, I am an ambassador. <laughs> of the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> so just our declaration that we did earlier, that everywhere we go becomes a perfect health zone because we are an ambassador, because I carry the kingdom, right? We had that um, just literal experience when we uh, went to KSU and um, just, you know, students would come and sit down and we had this painting set up. 
And they would just step into this zone and they would start painting and we start talking with them. And we just, in the conversation, um, a lot of times people would almost like come two, four or five hours later. And they're like, I've been here this long. What have you done to me? But it's almost like they stepped into another dimension. So the reality is we carry another dimension. So your school cafeteria becomes a kingdom of heaven. (laughs) Right? Your table where you sit, your desk at work is a portal Come on. to heaven. Yes. And you have an um, embassy, like our houses, um, embassies, our spaces, our yards, our cars, like everywhere we go. And I'm shifting in my mind, too, with all of that, y'all. Like, so much of it, I mean, Come on. Jesus is... Oh, he's being very rude to me, y'all. Guys, I, I will tell you this. Who here, who here, you have a plan for your day, and if it goes off schedule, you get annoyed. Do you know what, that, what God's been showing me? You don't have any room for me, Jesus. You don't have any room for me, Peter, in your schedule. Because if Jesus wants me to stop, to stop for the one. Do you know where almost all of Jesus' miracles that we have a record, record of happened? On the way from point A to point B. I'm sorry, Jesus. I got to get to the meat section. Then I got to get to the dairy section. I ain't got time for this. But love compels us. Now, I want to say something. We're, over the next months, and some of you already participated, we're, we're going to be exploring some tools, both for sharing with the gospel in simple ways. You know, the best declaration of the gospel is, your, is whatever God's done for you. And your testimony testimony and his love flowing through you. But I'll get to that in a second. But the second thing is, is we'll also be exploring some tools for simple discipleship because it takes us all. Do you know that before COVID on a given Sunday morning, out of 1 million people in Cobb, 750,000 are not in church. But churches fight over church people. Listen, there's a whole world out there dying that needs Jesus. Second thing, but more than that, Let me tell you this. What compels us? Christ's love. Now, we don't do it to uh, justify ourselves. Who here has tried to witness because you had to? You're supposed to. And it worked great. I was only mildly self-abused. And they had a wonderful time. Right? No, I don't do it because I'm trying to earn his favor. I'm not doing it. I do it because it's his love compels me. Well, who here is not feeling, has not experienced that love compelling you in a while? This is why Jesus said, if you want to go, you're going to need one last thing. What? The baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's not there to give you the thrills. It's not there to work out all your problems. It is there to literally allow his river of fiery love to flow into you through you. And along the way, yeah, it will wipe out a whole lot of other stuff, but it will flow through you as you allow. But that's why Paul said, be being filled with the Holy Spirit. If you've been filled with the Holy Spirit before, we need a continual being filled like a pipe. Let it flow through us. I don't want to hold it back in fear. I don't want to hold it back in self-protection, but I want to give it away wherever you're leading me to do. And like I said, for me, this has been changing me. I don't want, I, I want my life safe. But I don't want it that way anymore. I want it dangerous. I feel like that's been, and it's like, I want to take off the pressure that everything has to change in an instant, okay? 
I feel like he's shifting our hearts. He's shifting our minds. He is waking that love up. Like, I want to say that it's a process of just shifting our minds, shifting our eyes, shifting, opening our hearts. Every single day, there are hundreds of opportunities to turn our love off or to turn it on, to shut it off, to self-protect, to say, no, I'm just going to be in my zone or to let it out, right? And he's shifting, he's training us, he's teaching us, but I want to take off the pressure for us to be all there, okay? Yeah. I'm not all there. Like, can you give me grace? Like, you are, and like, we are not all there, yeah. but let's travel together. I feel like Jesus said, the, the harvest is here and the training is right now. Like, training is right now. We need to train, we need to uh, get ready. We need to start taking We need to baby start steps. taking those baby steps, but we have time. It's short, it's compressed, but we have time, y'all. Okay, I want to encourage us. <laughs> it's, not, it's not too late. We are not disqualified. We are not left behind. Um, there, is a, there is things to do. There are things to prepare. There is things to let go. There are things to make room, right? We make room. Like a lot of us will have to make room for this. This is going to be, you know, it's, it's more. <laughs> so we'll have to make room. We'll have to prepare. We'll have to get tools. We'll have to shift our hearts. But I want to speak over us. It's not too late. No. It's no. not too late. And we have the time. If we keep moving in step with him, in step with his heart, we'll be where we need to be, where we need to, when we need to be. Okay? Come I just on. feel like there needs to be an encouragement. L let, me, let me give you a baby step example. One, one gentleman we were talking with online, uh, his name is Kim in uh, England. And he is, he is a proper English person. Everything perfect. He's never talked to a stranger in his life. Dear me. And when it, the idea of he had never shared the gospel with anybody. And what he realized is, oh my gosh, I'm missing out. He, and he was like, oh my gosh. He started to panic thinking about it. And he's like, but just, just a baby step. And he's like, God, what's my baby step? And God goes, go to the park. Oh no, no, not the park. Not that. Everybody, anybody there? Anybody panicking already? Anyway. And he, he was like, God's like, so the very first baby step is he drove to the park, turned around and drove home. Victory, victory. The next week he was like, Oh God, I, I really want what, what now? He drove to the park. He got out of the car and saw that there were people there, got back in the car and drove home. The next week, he got out of the car, walked around, and noticed how many people. And as he was sitting there, he, he felt like God said he saw nine people going by. And God said, how many of those do you think know me? He says, by statistics, half of a person. And God began to break his heart. See, God wants our heart first and foremost. And that's why the baptism of the Holy Spirit is so essential. But it's not for our own empowerment. It's not to make our life great. It's so to empower us to lay our lives down. And if we you try to use it for our own ends, it doesn't end well. But I only want to ask you this. Whether you have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit or have never received it or have no idea what I'm talking about, let me explain it this way. It is simply this. God, here I am. I'm not my own. Have your way. Whatever you want for me, I want your spirit to so fill me the way he said about Gideon, to put on the Holy, the Holy Spirit, put Gideon on like a glove. I want your will and nothing else. If you're willing 
to pray a prayer like that, I would just welcome you to stand right now. And trust God to do the work, to give us that heart of love, that heart of love for the gospel, to reach the uttermost. I'm not able to change my heart. That's the whole point. But he said he would give us a heart of flesh. He would give us a heart of flesh. Father, we welcome you. Holy Spirit, Holy come. Spirit, come. See these lives laid oh. out. You said, you said we make our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable and pleasing to you. So Lord, we offer ourselves to you. We hold nothing back. We say, have us all. Not my will, but yours be done, O Lord, on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah. Lord, I ask, see these sacrifices before you. See these humble ones, these hungry ones. Pour out your spirit as an on all flesh right now. Let your spirit come and begin to touch and begin to fill. Begin to light the fire on the altar. Fight, light the fire in the hearts of each. Whoo, Jesus, Jesus. Just say, just say to him, Jesus, yes, I am willing. Jesus, come, Holy Spirit. Lord, you are making us dangerous. Lord, Jesus, Jesus, we're laying down safety. Oh, God, come. You're standing with us in the fire. I feel like some people are starting to experience like tingling in their hands. Like wave at me if you're experiencing tingling in your hands. Jesus, Jesus. Come on, more Jesus. Yeah, if you're beginning to experience it either in your mind or in your body, just say more, Lord. Just say, yes, Lord. Have it all. You have all of me. I hold nothing back. And as you're praying, he's going to begin to put his finger on things that you and I have held back. And he'll say, can I have that? Can I have that relationship? Can I have that stuff? And that's the point. He's either Lord of all or Lord not at all. Lord, you may have it all. Lord. Um, I feel like there are people who are just in this room, like many of us are just feeling that we're disqualified by something in our life. And I feel like he's saying, seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will yes. be added. Yes. Like so many issues that you've just yeah. been so obsessed about, they're going to they're gonna line up and fall off yep. um, as you step into what he is telling you to do. There is obedience. There is obedience. We have to, to experience what he has for us. We have to obey. It's not optional, church. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, not by our own effort, by stepping into him. Yes, oh God. We step into you. We lay aside even the sin that's so easily entangled, even our own brokenness, even our own failures, our own inability. We lay it aside and say, here I am. Here I am. Send me. Jesus, thank you that you're breaking our fear of us. You're breaking our fear of man. You're breaking our pride that says my reputation, my image matters more than you. Jesus, I just repent for myself. I repent of just holding on to my image. I repent for holding on to whatever my limitations, whatever my disqualifications, whatever my things have been. Just start laying those things down. Just say, Jesus, shift me. Shift me. I just lay those things down. I repent of for believing lies. That come on. Oh, you go. come on. Rain down, Lord. Rain. More Jesus. Rain of your spirit. Rain of your spirit. It's shifting. It's Firefall. shifting. Firefall. 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 
whatever you things are coming up that seem to disqualify you or or limit God, they're lies. Lay them down at the feet of Jesus and say, I won't let anything stand between us, oh God. Yeah, you can have it all. Um, for some of us, we're saying we're shy. Shy is not a personality thing. Introvert is personality. Shy is connected to fear. So if you've been speaking over yourself that you are shy, I want you to just repent for right now, right now and just say, no, in Jesus' name, I break agreement that I'm shy. I break agreement with the lie that I cannot um, just reach out to people, that I, I cannot step out, that I cannot speak. Whatever my limitation has been, just in Jesus', Jesus. name. Jesus, 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 Jesus. I feel like there are those of you, you're like, I have a secret past that nobody knows. And the enemy has been using it to shame you. Listen, God's not asking to resolve it right now. Simply lay it at the feet of Jesus and say, Jesus, I trust you with this. I will do whatever you have me do with this, but I won't let it stand in the way of me anymore. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You can have it all. Mm. Oh, Jesus, you can have it all. Oh, Jesus, we hold nothing back. Oh, Jesus. Mm. Mm. Some of you are feeling, even in your gut, you're feeling pain. It's like he's doing a rotor-rooter through you. Just say yes, more, Lord. More, Lord. Our God is a consuming fire, and as we lean into his fire, he burns up everything that is not of him. Just let him have the way. We don't clean ourselves up. His fire does the work. Let his fire have its way. Cleanse your mind. Cleanse your heart. Cleanse your life. Let him have his way. Yeah. I feel like so much for me and like so many, like we have to let go of disappointment of when we um, shared the gospel or when we just uh, poured it out and that it didn't go um, how we hoped or those people who did not walk it out or whatever, or whatever those things are, just start laying it down. Just say, Jesus, I break agreement with disappointment. I break agreement with the lie that your gospel is not enough, that you are not enough, that you cannot change someone's life completely. I feel like for some of us, we're disqualified because there's people we knew God wanted us to share the gospel with and they've died. Listen, God's saying, give them to me. Give them to me. Entrust them to me. Mm. It, no, any, no, every, any other soul is too heavy to bear. We can't even bear our own soul. Surrender them to him and say, God, have your way in their lives. Even though they've passed on, I give, I trust you with them. But God, I don't want to, I want you to flow in me and through me. I want your love. I need to know your fiery love. So this prayer is not for everyone. Um, I, we're going to pray for God to make us dangerous. And I feel like if you feel that in your heart, raise your hand. Like if you, if that's your prayer, Jesus, I want to step out of my comfort zone. I want to step out of my safety. Jesus, make me dangerous. Make me dangerous to the kingdom of hell. Yes. Yes. <laughs> make me dangerous yes. to the enemy. Yes. Make yes. my life count. Yes. Jesus, help me to step yes. into what you have for me in yes. this life. Yes. I don't want to play it safe anymore. I don't want to save my life anymore. I want to live like it's my last day. I want to live like it. 
This life is just a vapor. It's here today and gone tomorrow. But how we live this life determines eternity. How we live this life determines eternity for ourselves and for countless, countless, countless others. Oh, it's not just for us. Jesus, Jesus. Ha! Ah! Uh, I Jesus. trust you with my life, Lord. I trust you. I feel like for some of us, we, we have something in our lives where I, it's like a block. I can only go so far in trusting God. It, it might be my stuff. It might be my, my children. It might be my spouse. It might be the fear of other pe- what other people think. It, it might be my personality. Whatever it is, whatever that is, I would encourage you to say, God... Can you do anything with this? Um, I feel like it's an altar call right come now. Come on. Like if you just need to come and like fire comes as a sacrifice. And if you just need to come and lay down. I know this is different without music. But like I feel like it's good to just. Just, <laughs> just, just to pure. do it with Jesus. Just, just Jesus. Just like no music. No light. Uh, <laughs> light. Yeah. Come yeah. on. Come on. Just lay it down. Lay down whatever's been holding you back. And just say Jesus. Just fire full. Jesus. Fire full on sacrifice. Jesus. I'm willing. Send Jesus. me. I'm willing. I don't know how it's going to turn out. If you have use of my Jesus. life, use it. Jesus. I don't know how. I don't know what. I just surrender this life to you. Flow through me. Flow through this. Come on. Fire, fire, fire. Lord, Lord, we just come right now. Come right now. Whatever it is, even we can't even move those things. We can't even give them up. But we can say, God, have your way in this. I'm not going to let it stand between us anymore. Ha- do whatever you will with this. Whatever it is. I can't even, I can't even unclench my fist. You, you, but I get, go ahead, peel back my fingers. I let you. Jesus, he's good. Whoo, Jesus. Father, we thank you. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus I just ask this for super, your supernatural love. Yes. Just to start flowing into every heart. Just open every blockage. Break through every blockage in Jesus' name. Baptism of fiery love. Baptism of fiery love. Fiery love. Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Fiery love. He is faithful to accept that which we've received, we have committed to him. He is faithful to keep it. He's faithful to receive it. Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, we are just willing to start shifting in our minds and in our hearts. Open up our hearts. That, that verse just keeps burning in my heart. He who attempts to save his life will lose it. And Lord, we have tried to save our lives and it hasn't worked. We're done. Here we are. Send us. Here we are. We're yours. Let your love flow in 
And I will not say no to your love. As the worship team comes, I just want to encourage you all to stay and just yes. keep receiving. Keep just yes. pouring out of your heart and just receiving what he has. Receiving what he has. There is just so much more for us. He's so, so good. He has prepared in advance for every good work. He has prepared it for us. It's a lie that we don't have what it takes. It's a lie. He has prepared it already. He and has you, prepared it already. Come on, whatever questions you have, even those questions, just lay them down. Mm -hmm. Trust him that when it's time, he'll address those questions. As we go into worship, this altar remains open. If you feel pulled to just come and lay things down and just receive, let's the rest of us stand. For more information, go to AriseLife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram.